Hello, guys. Hello. Uh, welcome to another episode of When Football Met Soccer, where we talk about all things football, uh, on the pitch, off the pitch. You're going to uh, explain to us your sexy voice today, Hamza? Yeah, uh, apologies. I'm a little bit sick. A little under I, the weather. Yeah, a little bit under the weather. So my voice is not going to be as passionate as it is usually. I hope it is. It will still be passionate, but you will be just channeling some Phoebe Buffay exactly. sexy voice today. Yeah. I should also mention that, well, you've been through a lot this past couple weeks. Now you're sick. And when Morocco had the earthquake, you were there. Yeah, it was, it was crazy. My first earthquake ever. Thankfully, it wasn't that bad. Uh, I wasn't as close to the the area with the biggest impact, but we still felt it. But uh, which is not the, the same case for all the people in the villages. Really sad to hear what happened to them, but uh, nothing you can do about natural disasters, I guess. Condolences to to Moroccans families uh, who passed. Also to the to the people who died in the flood in Libya. Yeah, of course. That's sad as well. So yeah. many people died there, and so many so many of them are reportedly missing people who died from the Libyan a lot of players from the Libyan pro league so it's very very sad unfortunately yeah so it's always sad to uh, to have to deal with news like this but unfortunately it is part of part of life okay so moving on let's start with the West Ham City game it was ended up being 1-3 what did you think I thought it was a good game especially the second half I think West Ham are usually more clinical in counter-attacks and obviously solid defensively. Um, their, their first goal was really good, amazing. Uh, uh, I feel like they just got a little bit greedy, especially their fans. It's very, very hard to win against Manchester City. And they're simply the best team in the world. I know I say it all the time, even though with all their, their injuries and the departures, they're still the best team. They're super solid. And you can see from the game, once West Ham scored, that City was going to score just because they were relentless. Let's talk numbers. 29 shots with 15 on target for City, 69 possession and 696 passes. Uh, even though West Ham scored earlier, City was sooner or later going to score. Uh, they definitely increased the level of intensity in the second half. West Ham, six shots, three on target, 31 possession and 309 passes. So... Uh, don't get me wrong, West Ham are really organized defensively, uh, and they have played the same strategy. The the what 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 people in Morocco like to call it the Wally Dragi strategy: defend, defend, defend. Uh, a bit of a, a fun. D. It's like a, f- a more fun uh, park the bus. Park the bus tends to be very boring. I wouldn't say West Ham are boring. They're kind of like Morocco in the World Cup. They defend, but they have very nice counter attacks. But I would say though. So West Ham, I think, played well. They defended quite smartly, even though they conceded three goals. It was still, considering how many shots City had, and by the way, it's not typical of City to have this many shots in a regular Premier League game. They usually wouldn't have this many shots. I think Doku added a lot of it. Right, exactly. Mm. Um, so Ariola, obviously, you can we can talk about him as well. Best I, star he, of the year. Yeah, really. I he, think he's the he best sh- player. In- he's Sean. And the differences between... What you, when you compared a team like Morocco and West Ham, is that what I appreciate about West Ham is that since they are a counterattack team, they're not a possession team, they take more advantage of every minute they have on the ball. Yeah, than, yeah, than they're, they're, does. They're, they're, no, no, no. Actually, right? I, think, I think they're very similar. Like the, the, the midfield organization that Morocco had is very similar to the one that 
um, that that West Ham has. Like their ability to take the ball outside of their box and move it all the way to the other box, it's very similar. And I think it's mostly thank, thanks to Paqueta. He's so good. He goes back to defense all the way back to help with building the chances from the back. Alvarez is really good. I just think that they had uh, a massive, massive signing window. And honestly, I do think that Paqueta is more valuable than Declan Rice. You don't even see the Declan Rice impacts anymore. So I even think they're better right now. So I looked at Paqueta's stats a bit, and he's really good at progressive passes. Uh, so his progression in that sense is, is really helpful for West Ham. However, not so good at progressive carries, which suggests to me that perhaps for teams that are looking for more of a dribbler, Mm-hmm. In the in the mm-hmm. in the midfield, he may not be as effective as someone else, maybe as Declan Rice. Mm-hmm. Like he's probably better at progressive passes, which allows West Ham to 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 increase the efficiency of their counterattacks. But yeah, no, I I did notice him. I think he he was really essential in this team. There's oh, a reason so why good. City w- did yeah. want yeah. to buy him. He's- Ultimately, it didn't work out. Perhaps I'm not sure if it was purely for his betting. Uh, sc- well, it's not a scandal yet, but just allegations. Yeah, I don't know if it's purely because of that or they just changed their mind about the kind of profile of player that they wanted. Uh, if anything, I would say in terms of the the signing and the Premier League, like in the midfield, Ward Proust shines a little bit more, in my opinion. No, I just think that Alvarez, you don't see how he he's this good link as well between the the defense and the midfield. But Alvarez plays behind Ward Proust. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He plays much behind. So I I really think it was the turning point in the game when he left. That's when they kind of looked a little bit more... uh, So you're saying he's a better signing than Ward Proust? No, they're they're equally good. But I'm just saying Alvarez has... I I, I think he's he's a great signing. I like him a lot. Um, uh, Emerson had a fantastic game as well. Ariola, obviously, we've talked about him. Agard was so strong defensively. I think he had... Uh, a massive first half. Unfortunately, he kind of was, a lot of people blamed him for the second goal. I just think it was a timing issue. You just can't make any mistake against City. That's the problem. It's just the level is so high that no matter how good you are as a defender, you have to be the best version of yourself at that day. So it's just that, uh, what's his, who, who, Alvarez, I think, or Bernardo Silva or Alvarez, one of them uh, crossed and he just crossed the Alvarez. ball. Alvarez, right. Crossed the ball. And I think Edgar did not time his jump correctly. He jumped a little bit too soon. Honestly, I don't know why people blame him for He had the such second goal. a good game. I don't... No, no. I think it is a bit his fault because he jumped a little bit too, too, uh, too soon. But then people seem to discount how good City is. Right At the end of the day, it's Alvarez. They're one of the best players in the world. They, they're trained by probably the best coach in the world so they know this stuff they know what to expect from the defender so Agard overall had a really good game I think he was fantastic and honestly Zuma is super slow that scene where he couldn't even run uh, versus Kyle Walker he ha- he was ahead of him yeah it's like you can see that he's struggling to run and that's really bad because you can't have a defender like that maybe that's the reason why he doesn't get called for the French national team because I was wondering I, I thought he was a, a good defender but then when I looked at that scene I was like oh my god they're in serious trouble people are already calling for Moise to stop um, to play this other guy instead of Agard next game I don't think that's a smart idea Agard is learning a lot. He's improving every day. He did stop a lot of opportunities. He saved them from... Definitely. Uh, 
uh, uh, like there was a goal that was going to happen like in, and he, he just saved it so and his crosses were massive like they're so good precise crosses uh, that i think his cross led to the first goal i think if but I, don't if you I'm think there's also like a english slash maybe even european bias because it does happen that when things go wrong for a team and they concede goals right or you lose a game they always play defender. it's more like no, it's more likely that if you are non-English or non-European, you will get a bigger part of the blame than if you were English. Do you, do you see what I'm it's saying? It's possible. Because, like, for example, we're going to talk about United later. Like, when United doesn't play well and they get beaten, right, a lot of the blame is put onto players like Casemiro or whatever, right? Whereas a player like Rashford didn't have a good game. He had a horrible game. Mm -hmm. But you don't see him criticized as much as maybe some of the non-English players. And in this case, um, yeah, Ward Prowse had a good game. He's English, whatever. I mean, but at the same time, Agard is not English. And if it were an English defender, maybe he wouldn't, or European one, I don't know. And this is just, this is just, but I do think that for you to be a, a world-class defender in the Premier League, you do have to be almost pretty much faultless. Yeah, when Van yeah. Dijk won, I think he won the player of the Premier League season that year, he was like, there was not much that he did that he didn't make pretty much any mistakes it was yeah. a few years ago i don't remember which year and so if you want to be on that level then yeah you can't make mistakes but no one's saying that Agard, at least now he's at that level yet he's just no, a good no, he's a think, good defender I, I think he's a good defender i don't i don't think he's he probably might not even get to that level he's a good defender but i don't think he's going to be a prime van dyke for like, I, don't, I don't think so i mean Guardiola could be that that person he's 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 really good then again, they all make mistakes. Guardiola made that no, massive mistake against mistakes, Messi. Everyone makes mistakes, right. Against Messi in the World Cup. I mean, it is what it is. I think it's overall, uh, I do think that West Ham, they need to be a little bit more uh, grateful. Their team is looking really strong every game. And it's just a tough game. City played even better than they usually play. That's the problem. Like They were even more offensive, right? Like... Like stronger offensively, I mean, than they usually are, because like, because a lot of the times they have like this possession that doesn't lead anywhere. I think but it's this just, was not the case. I think just going one down kind of pushed them a bit, right? Because usually you don't like watching City that much, but I think the pressure got to them mm -hmm. when they went one down, and so they pushed even harder than they normally would have. So can can we talk about City now, really quick? Mm -hmm. I just want to say that again, the English bias. Why is it that people? praise Grealish so much even like oh he's improving look how good he's playing but I see Jeremy Doku start for one game I mean obviously it's just one game but I don't really see how he's inferior to Grealish or how Grealish he's adds not. so he's much not. more who, who is not who is not like he clearly looked way better than Grealish in right most games. the impact that he had on this game he that first of all the first goal he kind of took City on that momentum to score even, more even goals. though the first goal was kind of his mistake I think Who's but anyways, uh, uh, Doku, I think he lost the ball, but that doesn't. Uh, no, I'm saying anything. his goal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, it was a beautiful run. So so. Finished. There were like four defenders around him, but he managed to to get it in. He's the man of, man of the match for me, at least on the city side. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. No, on both sides. He both defends sides, yeah, sure. a lot. He runs a lot. We were. He kept saying he's really good one versus one, and he's really fun to watch. And I, what I do say that he's. I think better that Grealish is that. Grealish keeps running with the ball and doesn't pass. And then he gets into these spots and he runs out of space or he gets into a corner. But Doku is able to find the other City players and find passes that maybe Grealish wouldn't be able to find. He, he, he should be worried. Grealish should be worried because this guy is probably going to take his spot. 
Right, and you clearly mm-hmm, see mm-hmm. that his side is so effective. They play on his side a lot. For sure, yeah, yeah, for Because sure. he can find solutions. Pep seemed really impressed by him and in the press conference, and Kufal was in charge of marking him, and he really struggled. I don't mm-hmm, think that mm-hmm. he could have stopped him from making a lot of these passes. So for me, he was man of the match. I'm very impressed. It was a, it, So far, it's been a it's, good signing for City. It, 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 and it, it almost seems like it's... It was better for City to lose Gondogan than to lose Silva. Silva was exactly. great, obviously. Yeah. Everything goes through Rodri. He's the link. He's so important. Yeah, you see, Rodri, even though we see Doku doing so much and Silva and everything stuff, goes he through. still has the most goal contributions he, in terms e- of shots, chances created, yeah. all that stuff. Guardiola, unstoppable, so good. Walker as well. Guardiola is a little bit tricky because he, when he goes up, he leaves a City a bit exposed. So that that's something I think they would need to work on. But... Again, City, best team in the world. It's still the best team in the world. They're probably going to win the Premier League. It's almost boring at this point, but at least their game was not boring. I like the game, especially the second half, and they deserve to win. So please, West Ham, adjust your expectations. You're, you're not playing, I don't know, Bournemouth or some, some random team. This is um, not that Bournemouth is a random team, but this is Manchester City at the end of the day. They did, they did win a couple hard games. So Yeah, they're having a great start. So stop calling for Moise, to, uh, Moise out and bench Agard and change what, the whole formation. From yeah. this game? Yeah. I mean, How? I don't know. I mean, yes, it was. You, you guys were so close to winning City that it didn't happen at the end. Was it close though? In the first half, yeah, it looked um, pretty close. Yeah. So the, the, the end of the first half... West you Ham had a looked hope. way better. Oh my god, they right. looked way better. Like they reorganized in the midfield. Like you can see how the ball is uh-huh. smoothly passed between the. I just think Antonio should have been more uh, clinical in counter. I was scared whenever he got the ball, though. Yeah, he, if they were a bit more clinical and bone as well, they could have ended the game. I mean, Alvarez, as we mentioned, right? He should be. It's good he's starting more. Some of these injuries that City has been having, maybe it's a good thing for him. Even Pep says now that he's undroppable. Because now, now you have Kovic is just out, De Bruyne is out, John Stones is out, Grealish is out, and Alvarez now has a time to shine. I'm really happy for him. He I really, always thought he should have, he should be a starter. Right. It really, it, it really is a shame that he doesn't get to start more. And I think his impact can't be felt if you just sub him in for 15, 20 minutes at the end. Uh, can we talk about Holland really quickly? Uh, uh, he loses the ball like a lot, which is not entirely his fault. Obviously, there's always a ton of defenders around him. But it just seems to me that when, whenever City tries to pass to Holland in the middle, it doesn't usually work out. No, I think because he was marked. Edgar marked him nonstop. But he's always going to be marked, right? So what's the solution? Yeah, but that's the, I, I don't think someone was saying this and they're so right. It doesn't matter that um, a number nine or an attacker plays well or not. He, they just need to score. At the end of the day, if you don't play a great game and you score two goals, three goals that make your team... When that's what matters. But then, other than what is the number nine contributing? Because you're so much then relying on good passes from your team. Yeah, but being well, in a good position, uh, doing all the stuff that he did for the third goal, like a lot of those things matter, right? I agree. I think he could have scored more. I think it's Ariola was great, and Agard did a good job overall. Zuma as well. It's just that at the end of the day, he was able to score the third goal. So I think overall, it's not a bad game for him. He did miss a lot, but. That's part of the game. I guess I think also because we need I need to adjust my expectations yeah. when it comes to Holland. It's not that he can just we, convert every exactly. single chance. You just right? want him to score every single thing right. because people expect him to be a machine. Exactly. If he if he can convert, you know, ten percent, fifteen percent or whatever the shots that he that's already 
something. The other Manchester team, they played at home versus Brighton at exact same scoreline, lost 1-3. Do you want to start with Brighton first or United? I mean, what else are we going to say new about Brighton? Great team. It's they, the honestly, same. they did not play their best football, though. But it was still good enough to crush United. Did you, did you not think? I mean, it, it, when I look at how Brighton usually plays, they're really smooth. When they have possession, they just go, and it's so fun to watch. I don't think against United they were as excellent as they Maybe usually are. Maybe because United are. was not too bad in the first 15, 20 minutes, but... It's but it seems so easy for them though for Brighton to to win to score yeah yeah, yeah. for sure it's honestly it, it, have so many problems it's kind of embarrassing three losses two wins ranked twelfth <laughs> let's talk first about Onana because everyone seems to be blaming him I don't think that's fair um, eleven shots on target since the start of the season eight goal conceded basically an average of one point six goal per game I again not fair. He's amazing with his feet and just looking at goal conceded is not a good metric for uh, goalkeepers because. Uh, defensively, you you got to look at the team defensively as well. Um, we've talked about it so many times. Man United lacks quality players just compared to City. I mean, you have people like Martial, like McTominay, and I don't know. It's just like I don't support City, and I have go on and on about how amazing they are, but it's just like way better quality. I mean, Martial, I don't know what he's doing there. Even Rashford didn't have a good game. Um, defensive mistakes left and right super slow midfield I as everyone says it's just like the midfield was the problem like they it was so slow for them to track back it's all the goals were the same way that's true yeah Yeah. it's literally very similar right Mm -hmm. everyone can notice that it was kind of embarrassing I guess Casimiro is not doing a good job and they desperately need Amrabat I you we want I want to see how what his impact is going to be. Um, Martinez, Lindlof were not great. Varan is not but there even as if, usual. But even if Amrabat is there, so you're saying you think that their problem is more the midfield, not the, de- yeah, I not think the defense? I think it's the midfield going back. You could see that they're very slow to drive back. Like McTominay is super slow to run back. I don't understand. Like there's a player right next to him and he's not even going to, to run towards but him. But you see, I think... Um, McTominay had to do a lot, and who I, I forget who was on the other side of McTominay. So he had to do a lot because also you look at the wingers, right? Especially Rashford in this game. They don't track back. Yeah, that's the problem. He doesn't run. Even Bruno Fernandes, the third goal, Bruno Fernandes is so slow and is watching this Joao Pedro guy in front of him and not doing anything. You can't do this, that. I, and I think there's a degree of uh, the players, there's something wrong, right? First of all, Rashford, and everyone was talking about this, even from a Manchester United fan perspective extremely selfish and I think that's holding him back he's selfish when it comes to in front of the goal he doesn't track back and when you compare him to another English winger like Saka they're similar age-ish I think he's a little older but I don't think he has the maturity that Saka has Mm -hmm, when it comes mm -hmm. to you know being a player on the pitch and also Bruno Fernandes is the captain and I don't think he has the ability to bring that team together because there's already a lot of issues inherent in that team in terms of all the scandal that's been happening yeah. between all the players that Ten Hag has to deal but with. But that's not Bruno Fernandez's fault. No, it's, it's not it's his not fault. But players must not feel great having yeah, all that no, stuff. Sure, right, right? Sure. I, and as captain, you should be able to, you know, kind of pull everyone together, get that team spirit going and have the, I guess, the passion and the the need to win games. But I don't think that he's fulfilling that role that well right now. Yeah, I mean, he, I guess they both, like him and 
uh, Ten Hag inherited a lot of B players or a lot of problems like Ronaldo, Sancho, Maguire, McTominay, Greenwood. But like don't, all don't, of these. No, no, and, and he even struggled to get players during the window, right? But think about it. Isn't it also on the recruitment to figure out the... Maybe you don't know about their scandals and their private life, but the personality of the players, certain things that may have happened to them, so that they are to make sure that they are a good fit. Yeah, but that it, was before. But right? it, that but was it, that was like before Ten Hag, like Ten Hag no, got Anthony. Yeah, Anthony is him. Yeah, yeah but that, he only got Anthony, so you can only blame him for Anthony. I don't. Well, think no, no, he actually, got, I'm not blaming Ten Hag for all of this. I'm just saying that United clearly there's something wrong with the scouting and recruitment. Why does this keep I happening? I think there's there's something wrong with the management. The Glazers are problematic and they're causing we can't problems. blame glazers for everything though right yeah but it's 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 a big part of the the problem like i, I do blame ten hag so to, to me ten hag what he did is he went above and beyond to replace the hair uh, and he made it a priority for him to get uh, onana even though that wasn't a problem if you look at the 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 guy had 17 clean sheets last year the hair and he has the 101 saves versus 46 saves from ederson nobody you don't see anyone complain about ederson apart from you apparently he's uh, Pep seems to like him, even though I don't think he's. No, that he good. makes fewer saves because probably opposition makes fewer shots. Yeah, but he's not City, even that right? good. We've noticed. No, no, I agree. In the few, again, the, these numbers needs to be a percentage of the number of shots. When it comes to shot blocking, Ederson sucks. You, he's better on his feet, and he has great distribution, uh, and so that really helps the team out. But when it comes to shot blocking, Ederson just does not. And maybe you can afford a little bit of leeway with a team like City, who is a possession team, who doesn't, who is stronger defensively, so you don't need to do as much shot blocking. But yeah, at the end yeah. of the day, at the end of the day, that's still super important. He did have a, a good save in, in Onana? the... Uh, no. Ederson, uh, yes. Ederson in the West Ham game. But, but but you don't trust him like you trust Ter Stegen or oh, Kutua. There's no one I trust like Ter Stegen. Right. Kutua. Probably no one. I mean, not even Bono. But 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 anyways, the guy came out Ten Hag, uh, out in public calling De Gea out after his mistakes last year, which was kind of fucked. And also he did get Anthony, and Anthony hadn't delivered. He was supposed to be this great guy. And the third thing that I blame him for as well is Maguire. You gotta defend Maguire. This is unreasonable. Yes, he makes a lot of mistakes. But it's kind of like a self-fulfilling prophecy. So as people criticize him, as people bully him, he makes even more mistakes because he doesn't have confidence. So the guy doesn't come out and defend him. Southgate, is, he did a good job by defending him. He shouldn't start him anymore because... I don't just think he him. did a good job defending him. No, he tries to defend him a little bit. You shouldn't bit. defend him. This you just draws, should. It just draws you more should. attention no, to the problem. you should tell people to stop bullying him. This is not like, this is crazy. People need to stop doing that. I think it just... They have been taking it too far. Like last year, before he made even though all those all those mistakes, people took it too far. Someone needs to go out. Ragragi Walid defended Abde, defended so many players. That's the coach. Like You have to defend him from bullying. That's fine for you not to play him. Right. I No, but do you see the problem with Southgate is that you feel like he's not just defending him because he wants to protect the player. He's defending himself for choosing Maguire all the time. No, no, but that that, that makes that, me very uncomfortable. I think that's two separate things. Yeah. I think it's also why he chooses him that's problematic. He he's just setting him up for failure, but I do think that um a coach has to defend like a player and to stop all these bullying problems. Like even his mom came out like this is this is ridiculous, right? And also, they should have sold Maguire. He he definitely needs needs a fresh. It's start. also a little bit on Maguire because he didn't want to leave. 
too. He yeah. didn't want to accept a lower salary somewhere mm. else. He wanted to fight for his position at Manchester United. So when the deal didn't work out for West Ham, it worked for him because he made it seem like he didn't want to go either. Yeah. So that's his uh, his pro- look. You need to go somewhere else so that you can start more because right now you're not even playing. If you had moved to West Ham and you were starting every game, maybe English people would have less of a problem that you were getting picked. I, I, I do. I, I agree with you. I agree, but I think it's again management. Uh, what's his name? La La Porta, right? The Barcelona guy. As much as I don't like him, when he came recently or two years ago, even though he let Messi go, but he was able to get rid of so many players. Right. Same thing for Chelsea. They were able to get rid of so many players. And I think that's important for a club. The Glazers or whatever owner is going to be the new owner of Manchester United, they need to do the same thing. There's a lot of legacy players that Manchester United doesn't need. And I think that's the problem. They should have done that in, the, in, the, um, in this window, but they didn't do anything. And I do blame the Glazers for that. So I know we both learned this recently, but I wanted to bring it up because I really think the the, the performance of the of the, the club is a reflection of uh, the, the ownership of the Glazers because I don't think they have any interest in helping the club. They don't put any money in the club. They don't care about the club. Like, clearly, they... Like, come on, look at all the other other clubs signing. Like, Amrabat seems to be so important. Like, you can clearly tell that their problem right now is defensive midfield. But Amrabat was the last one to get and they were about to botch it. And there is a reason why Man United fans don't like the Glazers ownership they are the glazers are an american family that owns man U. forbes apparently estimated their net worth at 4.7 billion pounds their ownership started uh, effectively 20 years ago and their father is this guy named malcolm glazer he kind of looks i don't want to say that it kind of mean but he kind of looks evil if you've ever seen his picture i feel bad for saying that he bought 2.9 stake in the club for about 9 million pounds 20 years ago and the guy slowly started buying more and more of the club uh, until he reached 57 uh, stake two years after that or less than two years after that. And then he used this leverage buy, buyout, like this financial kind of way of buying things to get 98% uh, ownership of the club at $1.5 billion. So equivalent of 790 million pounds at the time. So what is this leverage buyout? It's kind of a tricky thing because the Glazer borrowed the money using the assets of the company as a collateral. Uh, when and, and they basically that debt became part of the club's debt. Don't you think that this is crazy? Like it's like if you want to buy something and you're gonna use the money, you're gonna you're gonna basically go to the bank and ask them for a loan to buy it and the, use the, that thing that yeah. you're buying as a collateral. So the thing that you're buying is basically leverage so that you can. Yeah, I mean, I mean, like it clearly shows that these people don't have a lot of interest. I, in I, I don't see why that should be allowed in this context. I, I have no idea. But like the fans were really upset um, started protesting. The family had to leave the stadium in a police car during one of the visits to Old Trafford. Then uh, later on, they refinanced the debt to a bond. The father dies in 2014. The kids slowly start selling a bit of their shares. So this they've is, liquidated a lot. Yeah, of they, shares. they've liquidated a lot of shares. I mean, you you just don't see any strategy. Like, at, even though we criticize what's his name, the Chelsea owner and Clearer Capital, but they kind of have a strategy, right? They're trying to do something. Maybe they're not very competent at it, right? But they seem to have a strategy with all their eight-year contract and all that stuff. I don't know if it's gonna work. Maybe it will work, but they have a strategy. The Glazers don't seem to have anything. In November 2022, they announced that they were considering a sale of the of the club. Uh, and they started receiving bids. The bids, the, the interesting one, the firm ones were from this Sheikh Zassim and this guy named Ratcliffe. 
so they had multiple rounds of bids. So also this is super fucked because they should have sold the clubs the, the club last year or even earlier this year, but they didn't do it. This poor Sheikh guy, the Sheikh Jassim guy, who's the son of the country's former prime minister, submitted, I think, five bids already, right? Yeah. The fourth one was at four billion pounds, which is a lot of money. So he, I'm um, sorry, five billion pounds. The fourth one was at five billion pounds. And he even improved during the fifth bid. But no response from the Glazers, no commitment that they want to sell. Just a reminder, uh, Manchester City is listed in New York Stock Exchange. Manchester uh, United. Manchester United. Oh Manchester United is listed in the New York Stock Exchange. And the, the price per share is around $19, which gives the company, Manchester United, a valuation of $3.11 billion. So what this Sheikh guy gave is more than what the market values. It. And also what's really fucked is that his offer was effectively debt-free. He would also re- release the, the team of all the debt because the fact that they just incorporated this debt into the team, it makes it hard for them to get players, right? You always have to consider that because they ask you the FFP, oh, how much money are you bringing in? How many profits? Things like that. Like, I think they, they bring in a profit 7.7 million per quarter. Like, this is shit. Like, what, what is that? Like, Manchester United, this huge team is bringing in this tiny amount and they haven't invested anything into the... Well, that's, that's one of the biggest problems, right? Because when they look at through the accounting records of all these teams, they look at how much the owners invest into yeah, the club. They don't put any and money And when in. you compare it to a Manchester City, where I believe the they have invested 700, 800 million, something like that, of their own money, mm-hmm. not only that, has the United, that, yeah. has the Glazers did not invest, they actually took money out. Exactly. So they're at a negative. Exactly, yeah. Exactly. Or sorry, a positive in that yeah. way. Right. So And they haven't invested anything, almost nothing in Old Trafford. The stadium hasn't, it's falling apart yeah hasn't changed much since 2006 a year after they bought it a lot of issues and you look at that and at the same time you look at at madrid and they spent a billion euros or dollars on their stadium and it looks amazing and the pitch removal is out of this world with the roof yeah even barcelona with all its problems are reinvesting 1.5 billion and then in the new camp new stadium and that's smart because that brings in a lot of money next episode i want to talk about tottenham because their stadium is amazing apparently and that's different ownership right you see how their levy this levy guy is completely different to the glazers the tottenham stadium is the official home quote-unquote home of the nfl in the uk with a minimum of two games per season and a partnership going to 2020 uh, 2030 i'm sorry so and they spent a lot of money on it. It looks amazing, right? And that brings in a lot of revenue. Like, obviously, like, all these things are important. And when the management, it's, I said it all the time, it's basically like a regular company. If the company is when not well run, everything is going to be shit, right? And that's the problem with United. And, and then it's this whole cultural problems of uh, everyone having all these scandals. And uh, even the fans, like, when you take all this time to just... And, like, the guy called, like... like the, the central problem is also fucked, right? Like, you should not be tweeting about your coach. This is so fucked. And and you know what he did? So, so when he was having all that problem with Ten Hag, Sancho came out right saying you shouldn't believe everything you you see, mm-hmm. read in the media, obviously implying that you shouldn't yeah, believe like, what... Yeah, like, what else did we And you know what he did? He kept that tweet, like, pinned that's to his fucked. page. Yeah, that's so... And had, it was there for a long time until Dude, at, way later it was taken yeah, down. yeah. I can't can't even imagine the atmosphere in the locker room. Dude, yeah, that's what I'm saying. And I don't think, as much as I don't, I don't have, I don't really dislike Ten Hag as much as some people do. Honestly, I feel bad for him. It's a tough situation. But at the same time, 
it is his press conferences haven't been helping him that yeah, much recently. Yeah. He, he calls players out a lot. And also, he keeps talking about being unlucky. We played well, but yeah. we should have gotten. And the, and the referee and shut the fuck up about referee. It's really nobody not. cares. The 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 ball. This can't get even like fairer than this. The ball yesterday is clearly outside. The whole oh, circumference. Yeah, yeah. And everyone was complaining. No, the VAR. Like you did it multiple times. Like the the Bruno you, Fernandez. When it's yeah, when it's in your favor, you, you what Ten Hag says. Like so, when it goes in your favor, for example, against Wolves, right? They should have gotten a penalty. They didn't get a penalty. Mm -hmm. And so when he gets asked about that, he's like, well, it was a VAR decision or a refereeing decision. I'm not, it's not my place to comment. Mm -hmm. But then when it goes against you, yeah, it is. It's totally your place to comment. And this whole thing about playing victim. He's been doing that I'm really sorry. But yes, you have a lot of problems at your club. But you shouldn't be playing victim in terms of A, refereeing decisions. Be all the injuries you have because look at Brighton, they had just as many injuries as Stupinan is out, March is out, and CISO today. Ferguson was on the bench, and you saw this, right? Brighton's starting 11 cost 17 million pounds, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, which is mm-hmm. around a quarter of what Jaden Sancho costs. Which is okay, then how could you even complain about any of these things? I think it's getting to him because he just came into a shit show. And he's like, who the fuck is the Jaden Shanso guy? I didn't bring him. Why am I? Why do I have to deal with Maguire? Why do I have to deal with all these people? Like I like, and I think he's just not managing it well. And but there's problems. There's problems with every team, right? There's problematic but there's a lot personalities. Of here. Like, I it's, agree. It's, I agree. But like Harry Maguire shouldn't be this big of a problem. But it, it ends up people being. People shouldn't it, right? even talk about him. I like Harry yeah. Maguire is not the cause of their problems well, at that's, all. That's what it's I'm saying. Far from Sa- being Southgate has made it worse. Yeah. yeah because yeah, yeah, all yeah. the stuff that's he been happening with England yeah. has made all this stuff have him at United make it so much but worse. But he only made one fuck up with England. Like all of his main problems come from his, the way he plays with Man United. Right, like that's like he he. Other than his most recent fuck up with England, I don't remember anything. No, I'm sure he does, but it's just the the problem is he doesn't play as frequently. So you're probably just going to remember the Manchester United games more. No, he he does play frequently for England. No, no, I'm saying in terms of how many games you play nationally and how many games you play for your club. Statistically, I don't think there's a huge difference in in the number of appearances that he makes and the number of mistakes that he makes. It's just that all that stuff has made his time and his reputation so much worse at United as well. I, I, I just think that these the Glazers just sell the club. Why do you need it? Like the, this guy's giving you so much money. Sell the club, bring in this Sheikh Jassim, and then he's gonna change the whole strategy. But but you see, I can't figure out what their intention is because from what I can tell, I, I don't think the Glazers are that smart. I don't know what they're doing. That's what so I'm saying. what is it that they're... Are they hoping for even higher pay? Yeah, I think so. I think it they is, want $7 billion or something like that. They want like an unreasonable number. And so if you remember the negotiations, the guy was saying that Sheikh Jassim, this is my last bid. I'm not going to submit another one. And then he goes back and submits another one because he really wants to own the club. At and this point, it's stupid. You should stop buying. You should stop bidding. Yeah, uh, yeah. I think it's just like kind of like game theory thing, but I don't know why they don't want to sell it. And also the that's why it's also a, we- a weird thing as well. Why did they, they list it in the stock exchange and not others? Like this is also part of their problem. What was was it listed after the glaciers yeah, came yeah, in? Yeah. yeah okay, so. so then maybe they wanted cash. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So it's like it's the, all these decisions because who wants list a, a public? Who wants a, a company to become public? They're under all this scrutiny. Everyone's looking at their financials versus being private. Like it's. That's why, like, Manchester City will probably never list because they want to stay a private company. I mean, do whatever most they clubs are do. not listed. Yeah, like, it's just them and Juventus. So, I I think I would... 75% of their problems, I think, can can be attributed to, to the Glazers, in my opinion. 
a little bit to Ten Hag. Mm, I would say f- probably 50, 60. Because it's just like a ripple effect. Like when Are they... the Glazers responsible for them bringing in all these problematic players and not being able to do the recruitment? I don't think Glazers are that involved in the players that they've been buying and, and their recruitment strategy. Mm, that's true. I don't know. I don't know how involved they are. If they're they're involved, pretty hands-off. It's, it's, so... it's kind of like what the, the what's this Chelsea guy's name? It's not like to- Todd Bowley. Like but Todd to Bowley is problematic because Todd Bowley, there's not a lot of owners that are also president. But isn't, isn't he stepping down in terms of being I, as present? I, I hope he steps down because he doesn't understand much. But anyways, whatever you say about Todd Bowley, he has a clear investment and strategy and he's putting a lot of money in the club with clear capital, which is not what you would say about the Glazers. And I think that's part of the problem. But I think the difference is that because Clear Lake is a private equity firm, they do feel a lot more pressure to make money yeah, for their for sure. clients, yeah, right? Yeah, for so, sure. so that's different. That's why private equity investment is maybe in this case a little bit better but who knows i i just feel bad for the man united fans but at the same time i think i they need to <laughs> i don't <laughs> yeah they need to chill on maguire guys your problem is not maguire just stop trolling the guy it's not fair these people are still human beings at the end of the day you're taking it too far just leave him alone there's I way mean, it is true. there's He's not so the many He's yeah not there's the so many problems guys come on like you don't even he didn't play yesterday, right? And the, the guy, I think, at the end of the day, I really do think he's a good player because he gave a lot. He had a lot of good games before all these, all these fuck ups. Like, come on, Edgar did fucked up so many times. Van Dyke, the number of, of of mistakes he made last year. Let's not even talk about that. But people will still defend him. It's just a tricky situation. I feel bad for Amrabat that he has to come into all this, 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 this shit show. And they're playing Bayern next, uh, next week. Not that Bayern is a great team. That's gonna be fun. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I don't really feel bad for them. It's just been this way. Of course you don't. Uh, but, but this has just been this way for a while. I actually do feel bad for some of for um, some of the players who are not as involved in all the scandal, like the, who are just Man United players. Like, what can they do, right? They're not really part of what's been causing the problems, but they don't really have a choice. No wonder, no wonder Ronaldo came out in, a, in an interview and said all that shit. <laughs> there must, he must have been right somehow. Because he said a lot of problems with the culture, a lot of problems with the culture. No, I agree. But United has just been, has this kind of, whenever you watch them play for the past, maybe I would say 10 years or so, they've always just been kind of depressing. Because they don't have a lot of highlights. They don't win that much. And when you compare it to how amazing they were when Fergie was in charge, it's just the the contrast is so big. Mm I don't know how United fans have continued to, you know, support them and all this stuff. I, I, I don't feel bad for the fans per se, but I just think it is a shame because they've... It's a, a, a club with that history. Yeah. It's really a shame. I hope they get their shit together. Let's not forget, Ten Hag took that club out of its misery years ago. And yesterday, last year, they qualified for the Champions League in years. So that's still a big achievement from Ten Hag. I think he's trying to fix the problem. People just need to give him a little bit of time, and there's no more. Let's let's not even talk about the people who are staying ten hag out. Yeah, that that's, that's ridiculous. So yeah, no, that, no, you, you got to give him time. I don't think he's a bad coach per se. I don't necessarily think he's going to be the best coach ever, uh, but he definitely still has potential to at least get United to compete for Champions League. To I don't know about the title anytime soon, but win cups. You know mm-hmm, all that mm-hmm, he did mm-hmm. win a cup last year, so that's not nothing. Uh, so yeah, I don't think this talk about him needing him to get out is is warranted at all. So let's talk a little bit about a few games. 
Outside of the Premier League. Outside of the Premier League. PSG Nice. Uh, watch the highlights of this game. I didn't actually watch the full game. Nice deservedly won 3-2. Uh, Tara Murphy is such a good player. Two goals and one assist. Reminder, Nigeria has an amazing attack. Not that it's going to... I hope it helps them in the AFCON. Osiman, Murphy, Choco, Weze, Aiwani in Forest. Uh, I hope I'm pronouncing his name correctly. Really, really good team. Uh, PSG is so bad. I mean, it's just, it's just ridiculous. They rely on Mbappe so much. Honestly, looking at PSG, I think Mbappe's level went down. Like, he still scores these amazing goals. Mm-hmm. But, dude, you are not at your full potential. What are you doing, man? I don't know. I'm like, sorry, because he's not playing with the best players. What are you doing? Like, because you close your eyes and you're already 27. And it's a whole different story. Age matters so much here, right? So and you're just wasting your time with PSG. PSG struggles every game to win to win they really struggle i don't know maybe Luis Enrique needs more time but they're not great they're extremely poor defensively their central backs are not great they they have arguably one of the best right and left backs in in the world right it, they have the the better Henrandes brothers yeah and they have Hakimi who's been playing well uh, he, had a this, good game. he had a good game like he's been playing well like you need to get something out of Hakimi he just runs the guy runs back and forth non-stop he gave an assist and then you go and spend 90 million euros on Kolomani. Okay, let's see. I think they overpaid. And obviously, you get Dembele, and you also had to spend 50 million euros or dollars on him. The guy oh, God, is ridiculous. I think the PSG fans were extremely upset because he's selfish. He missed things that he should have scored. I'm pretty sure the Barca fans are happy. I mean, Barca fans were already not that upset that he left. I was very surprised because I thought he had a little bit more of a... Uh, like a fan following, but that was not the case. I really, I don't understand this Dembele thing. I've always said it. I don't think and he's re- that... Reminder, he had to be subbed off in the second half of the World Cup final. Oh, World Cup final because he was extremely bad. I don't know if people remember that, but anyways. Oh God, this guy. I, I don't think Dembele is going to have a great end to his career. Honestly, don't think so. I think he probably, his peak was at Barcelona at some point. Yeah. Right? Uh, it's... It's just sad. The guy was injured for a while. I think it's 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 always when when players come with a, a massive price tag, which was the case for him from Dortmund to Barcelona. That's always a problem. Uh, PSG fans, this is a room. Is this is like a, a nice? Uh, it's not karma really, but they now realize how good Messi, Messi was. Is. Yeah, he Messi was d- so good. He was really really good. Because Messi is kind of like you don't. He he feels like he doesn't do much. Yeah, but he and does then, a lot. And right? then you take him out. and yeah. It's like oh. Well, maybe maybe we need him because Mbappe on his own, and now yeah, Neymar was injured so much and like all this stuff. But now now that it, Mbappe's just on his own in terms of that destabilizer or that unexpected factor for someone just to make something happen, mm-hmm. you can't just have Mbappe now. Yeah, when he does it for the French team, look at all the players that are around him. No, I agree. I, I think at the end of the day, the the French league and the German league is no longer are no longer dominated by PSG and Bayern. Like we also saw that in Bayern versus yeah, Leverkusen. Yeah, but end up just still, them still winning the league though. I actually don't know about that because look at Bayern versus Leverkusen. Two two, Chabi Alonso is doing is doing really really a massive job there. This draw I, was fair though. Yeah, it was fair. I don't know what Tuchel is doing, especially like if you look at the back. 
he's changing it constantly, right? Like this lamer guy, he's trying to, so he lost Pavar, right? And then like, he doesn't have a constant in that, in that place. So he used to play Pavar. And then at some point he played Masrawi. And then now he subbed Masrawi and played lamer, lamer there. So I don't understand what he's doing, right? Opamecano is always there. He play, I'm sorry, like, he's so terrible. Yeah, he's not great. I, I, what happened to all, him? All due respect to Opamecano, I think Zuma's better. Zuma's slow, but he gets called constantly Opamecano. I don't think no, he's no, no. great. Kim is the only highlight of that. I think yeah. Davies is overrated, but Kim Kim is a really good buy for Bayern, and I think they need him, but it's, it's, I don't think it's necessarily enough. And the goalie that they have, since Neuer is still yeah, not back, not, he's, he's is very, not at yeah. his standards, right? They're, so. They're, they're, they're so stupid, that club, that they didn't want to pay an extra 2-3 million to get Bono. I do not understand that. No, the AFCON right. thing. No, no, I think it, for him it wasn't the AFCON. For, like Bono with Bayern. Oh, Madrid was the AFCON. Thing. Madrid was the AFCON. They didn't want to pay enough for him, which is ridiculous because a team like Bayern, any amazing team, they need a good goal. Any amazing team, right? We, we, we see that with Barcelona every day. We see that with Madrid every day. We see that with all these teams. So their goalie, I think he's average. And one thing that I wanted to mention is good. City is, again, I'm going to praise City again for getting rid of Leroy Sané. He's not that good. He's really lucky. He keeps the ball too long. I'm sorry. Doesn't do much. This 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 entire squad midfield right. winger situation right. is right. terrible. I know. Kane is I that know. bright light that I feel like can offer something. He's I know. it's kind of like Mbappe a little bit. But when I watch Nabri, oh my god, all of them. I'm I just so, yeah, like, I completely agree. even Kimmich. He struggles so much. I I, I don't know. And Müller is so old. You can't be like re- relying on him. It just there's not a lot of bright spots in this. Maybe Musiala sometimes when he it plays play and, and he like, right. I know. I just think that the, the, there's a problem with Tuchel is that he doesn't have a set team that plays with, that he plays with all the time. Every something like, just the Mizrawi Lamer thing and Bapavar. Back and Maybe forth, he's back and trying forth. different things. I don't know, it's man. It's fine. That's and, fine. And you can try different yeah, things. Yeah, but Musiala plays. But you need some but do, sort do of. Do you see what I'm saying? When you watch Arsenal, when you watch even you yeah, watch City, I agree. you I watch agree. Liverpool, you feel like there are players there that gives you so much hope. Oh, for sure. And for feel, sure. What the fuck is this? Nabri Sane. Oh Sane, my god! Like they I, suck. I, I agree. And by the way, Xabi Alonso is is really cooking here because and I forgot about Arsenal's letting go of Chaka because Chaka ruled that midfield mm -hmm, I remember mm -hmm. watching a bit of it this Florian Wirtz that I think City wanted and maybe a bunch of other teams wanted he was a great player Um, so and I don't know much about the guy who scored Grimaldo no, they have they have a good team. This uh, Boniface is not bad either. The I think they bought him this time, right? Okay. I think it was during the window. They have a Moroccan guy. I mean, Adli, so good. Okay. He just he just chose Morocco. He used to play for France. Mm-hmm. Really, really good guy. I mean, I I don't understand what Tuchel is doing. Like it's the same with Chelsea. Like Tuchel, like I never liked him that much as a coach because I don't know what he's doing. So they're saying Xabi Alonso might be the Madrid's next, next Madrid. coach. Yeah, I hope he is. But the he's, thing he's he still coach. he still needs. More experience because even as good as they're getting Leverkusen, they don't have that. Yeah, and the final third, they still lack the quality. And and, and the, the 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 goal that Harry Kane scored is is kind of like a silly mistake. Like no one has got or has gotten him. He was just all by himself and he scored a header. Um, I think this year is going to be the year where Bayern loses the. You think? Yeah, the Bundesliga. They're not that good. I, as, as you said, you watch them. You watch all the other teams, and you can see a huge difference. They're not that good of a team. It's not the Bayern that we knew. It's not how amazing they were. I feel like they they disturb. You know, like how Chelsea, there's decisions. There's some teams that have decisions where they fuck up the whole thing. Firing Tuchel, firing that Nagelsmann guy. It changed Bayern from where they were and where they are. Firing Tuchel. 
you mean hiring Chelsea, Chelsea fire and oh Chelsea fire is similar to to uh, the, bear, yeah the, yeah, the, the no, tide kind of tur- turned yeah so th- the presence is not there anymore like a lot of things happened and changed and and a lot of changes in in Bayern so but we'll, we'll see. see we'll see because it, do they Leverkusen doesn't have the experience that Bayern has to be able to kind of yeah but that experience <laughs> comes with a great goalie that they had like not having New Year is is problematic right? I think we'll see and then they did have Cancelo yeah last and, season uh, all right so this is great. To talk about uh, segue, yeah, it's a great segue to talk about Barcelona. I'm like, I'm not surprised, right? Like, first, Xavi changes the little okay, bit let's, of his let's, strategy. Let's start with this. Introduce you, just like jump straight in. Bar- Barcelona beat Real oh. Betis five I mean, nil. To people who didn't watch the game, Barcelona yes. beat Real Betis. <laughs> Maybe five they nil. didn't. Uh, and they were playing against a lot of ex-Barcelona players on uh, that team. So many: Bartra, Bellerin, uh, Ch- uh, Shadi Riyad, and uh, Abde. So I think two things. First, Shadi, uh, uh, Betis's defense is not great, right? Shadi Riyad is 20-year-old Moroccan guy that is it's his first actual game with his first game with Betis. He's on loan from Barcelona B or from Barcelona, but he only played with the B team. And Chabi did change the strategy, right? He put Ferran first, mm-hmm. as we talked about mm-hmm. before. Ferran is he's really he's really grown as a player. Yeah, and and you can see his goal, his free kick was amazing. That's yeah, that was impressive. That was that was really good, right? He no longer plays with all those those midfield. He went back to a simple four three three. Yeah, exactly. maybe that just works better. Yeah, it, I mean, obviously it works better. And then he had problems with a right back, right? He had he would play. Well, who who did he play? He would either play Kunde or play. Uh, I don't know if he played Marcos Alonso there, but we talked about this. Kunde is a good player, but he doesn't want to play right back, right? He yeah. said it multiple times. And Marcos Alonso is not to that level. So he played Joao jo Cancelo and everyone knows Joao Cancelo is a talented player. Mm-hmm. Joao Cancelo just doesn't get along with people, probably, or he didn't get along with Pep. He didn't get along with Tuchel. So there must be a problem there, but yeah, he but no is one's a talent. Yeah, de- but no one's denying he's not a good yeah, player. Yeah, his right? goal is a super good goal. Talent, like he, They have now a proper team. That a proper team that can win stuff without Pedri and without Araujo, they managed to do all this stuff. Now Christensen looks like he's the not so strong the weak link. Yeah, imagine Christensen looks like he's the weak link. They just need Balde to be consistent and not to get injured all the time to play all the games, and they just need Lewandowski to step up a little bit. Oh, but I still don't have that much faith in him to be honest. But this team, the way they played right now, they could beat a lot of teams. This is a much better team. I still don't understand Gabi's role. Okay, Gabi, please explain to me because people still rave about him so much. They looked at that game, let's say, for example, from yesterday and still just praise him in no. terms of the golden boy. And no, I, I, I really I don't. Just, no. I don't see it quite. Like, I don't see it at all. Like Pedri is... He's not that great up top. He's not that great in midfield. Maybe... He and Pedri play different roles. So when Pedri comes back, I don't know how would they would they not play Romeo. Like I don't know how that would work when Pedri comes back. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, but I, Gabi, if you took him out of that team and put Gundogan there or something, I don't see how they could uh, be that much worse. I'm, I'm glad you didn't put Gundogan uh, at the like the from the beginning of the game because Gundogan hasn't been performing. Um, I I agree with you. I don't know what Gabi's value is. I don't see it. I really don't. De Jong, amazing. We've talked about it so many times. Pedri is amazing. I don't see this guy. The The upside as well is that they have Joao Felix. And Joao Felix is a talented player, but he's even hangrier right now. Because he knows that, dude, you've been at Atletico for so long. 
you went to Chelsea, not a massive impact. So this is your chance. Maybe to have he an needs impact. a team like Barcelona. He didn't fit. He didn't play so well with a team like yeah, Atletico. Yeah, and he, he needs he needs to have an impact so that they buy him or figure out a way for him to to stay there. Because I think this the the way they play, they could have a future. They could be better. But who knows? Also, I think, Betis just wasn't great. Yeah, defensively they weren't great. You, even offensively. Even offensively, you can tell that they have good talent. It's just that they need time. I think that Pellegrini guy, he's not a bad coach. He needs a little bit of time. But overall, Rafinha didn't play as well, which is good. He when did he, a bit. Yeah, he played at the end, but he didn't start. That's what I meant, sorry. And when he, when he played, he scored. So I do agree that it's better to start this formation that he started. Uh, I don't know what to think about Gabi either, but let's not jump the gun. It's one game. They struggled so much in the four uh, first games or the three first games I don't remember but um, eh, I don't know I'm neutral I don't feel like I think it's too early to get all excited about Barcelona right now yeah, people are like oh my god this team is amazing yeah oh I'm not so convinced by Barcelona right now I don't think they're up to I'm not actually but the, at the same time I'm not saying that Madrid is better though like when you yeah. look at Madrid play it's not like this no no I think this this team, team this team could Right. Very likely. Be yeah, better. exactly. It's just that if you take them outside the context of La Liga, how well will they yeah. do? I mean, I'm Europe, not so sure. Europe is their test. Being able to get out of the group stage is going to be their first <laughs> test, which is, which is, imagine, think about it. My bar right now is for Barcelona to get out of the group stage. To get out the easiest group stage. Yeah, the easiest group stage ever. Like, it's not even a tough group. So the bar is not really that high, but we'll see. I honestly don't have a lot of faith in uh, in, in, in Xavi. I... He's extending his contract. I don't think he's... Like, when you look... When you compare it to the Premier League, Premier League has way better coaches. I'm sorry, Chubb. You're just not that good. Yeah. Yeah. He he would not be able to do what Dejerbi had did with the, yeah. the players at Brighton. Even the even the Tottenham coach is doing something amazing. Look at, yeah. Look at what he's doing. Like, I don't know. Like, it's... It's, it's a... It, I'm not convinced by Chubby. So, the last team that I want to talk about is Chelsea. Okay. <laughs> Uh, I mean, I was hoping we didn't have to talk about them. <laughs> I mean, it's going to be short. It's embarrassing. Another draw. Yeah. Well, actually, at least it wasn't a loss. Great job from Neto. Uh, so he used to be a Barcelona goalkeeper. They just sold him, I think, this summer. He had a fantastic game. He's the Bortmund uh, uh, goalie. Really good saves. Uh, I don't care. Again, I'm going to say it again. I don't care that... Raheem Sternin is very threatening. I don't give a fuck if he doesn't score, which is obviously, the, which was obviously the case. He was unlucky because he had this free kick that hit the pole that kind of went inside like, but didn't at go. At this point, I'm a little bit tired of people using that word a lot. Yeah. Unlucky, unlucky, unlucky. But they, he was unlucky in that one, to be fair. He was unlucky. They cannot rely on Jackson. He just runs a lot and doesn't score. You, I would rather have someone like Haaland that basically doesn't run but he scores, right? Then have someone oh, yeah. like Jackson who is always running, always trying to dribble uh, back and forth, back and forth, but he can't score. At least he's a young player. Got to give him some time. He's new. And it's so embarrassing because in the second half, Bortman should have scored. They had yeah, a lot they, of chances they, they, to score. Bournemouth is just... The only upside of this game, I think, for Chelsea players is that Madrid wasn't that bad. This is his first game where he was actually not that bad. I mean, think about it, guys. I think Eggert has more goals... In Premier League than Ludwig. But maybe he, <laughs> so he, he needs some confidence. Have... So this time he started, right? Yeah, yeah. He so... was better. 
re- reminder as well, Mudrik was not great with the Ukraine either. I mean, you watched oh him against uh, against England. He was not what? great. Was he doesn't do anything? He didn't do anything. He did. He was better in this game. Uh, I I think they're working towards something. They have a good team. They're missing um, Reese James and Malo Gusto is not that great as a replacement. Um, but you Chilwell see, is people, not people bad. need to stop saying this because look at all. Oh, so many teams have injuries. Yeah, no, I the, agree. Right, I like agree. The, we can't keep using this as a as a reason. And plus, plus, you're not you're not playing Real Madrid. Yeah, it's it's, a, it's at the end of the day, it's the same problem that Chelsea had last year before they bought all these players. They can't score, right? The same problem when they had with with Havertz. The same problem they had when they but had Lukaku. But the, the thing is, I don't even think they're creating as many chances as sometimes they did under Graham Potter. Yeah, Graham Potter, they kept trying to create chances. They just couldn't finish. Yeah. But I don't know. I don't know. Like this, this young team does run a lot and try to create more chances. The problem is, if you struggle against Bournemouth, what are you gonna do against other teams, right? I think that's that's what people are worried about, right? You cannot be struggling against teams like Bournemouth. No disrespect to Bournemouth, but I, I, maybe they need more time. I think if I if I were a Chelsea fan, I would just write this year off. Like forget Another about year off. yeah. I think forget about top four this year. You just want to. You can build, aim for Europa League. Yeah, you just want to. You just want to build a team that could participate in Europa League or Europa Conference. <laughs> Oh my god, I love it. They would, they would, they would like. They're like, oh, we don't care. They would scoff at that man. Yeah, it's like, like the, it's like the, the, the Barcelona, the Barcelona fans. They don't want the Europa League, either Champions League or nothing. Obviously, you can even win the Europa League. So, a great oh job. Oh god, nah. But it, honestly, I don't, I don't really see a huge improvement though. Like, if no, you, no, if no. You think, I agree. If like, you, I, if you watch I, how they play, it doesn't feel to me that they've made. You look at the results. Like, it's West Ham. West Ham defends all the time. No, 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 no possession, but they they win. That's what you want. You want you want teams that win. I mean, it's the same problem. Like, what you you brought a bunch of players, and yes, Pochettino's always defending his players. Good for him, but at at some point you have to. Also, score at the end of the games. day, how good of a coach is he? I'm not. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. But then again, who can you bring to Chelsea to make it better? Right point? now, they, not a lot of people would be willing to take that job, yeah. right? Yeah, and nobody can. Like, they, they fired so many coaches left and right, so... Yeah, so, well, you know, I mean, it's not a really that surprising of a result. We're, we're just going to accept the fact that Chelsea is going to struggle to score. And they barely managed to win Wimbledon. They were very happy to win Luton 3 0. Yeah. Oh my God, we're what? back. We're going to yeah. win the Champions League. You're playing against such a giant. Year. Like, you, you beat them, you crushed them 3 0. It was such a. I, I still think they could make top six, but at the same time, if you think about all the teams Dude, that West have so. West Ham, yeah. If West you, if Ham. You, Brighton. Like, Tot- if West Ham. Tottenham. Says, Tottenham. West Ham. Brighton. Uh, Manchester City. Uh, Arsenal, if Liverpool. they keep up. Liverpool, which I think it's, they're going to have. Yeah, they're going to have a better year. So, I don't know, man. Like, it's very hard for you And we to... didn't even count United because right now United ne- looks and a bit... And we didn't count Newcastle because they had so many losses. So, yes, uh, yeah, it, it's looking tough for them. I mean, this is why Premier League is the best league. Well, uh, we hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you did, please give us a five-star review wherever you're listening from. And we'll see you in the next one. Bye.